Jamie and I with you here on a Tuesday edition. There's a few players traveling around CFL free agency today from BC to Toronto, from Toronto to Saskatchewan. Some Calgary Stampeders going to the Montreal Alouettes in CFL free agency. The Riders busy today. Uh, six free a- CFL free agent signings. They did make another announcement of a, a young American collegiate student uh, coming north of the border. Had a cup of coffee in the National Football League. But the big name was the name they started out with earlier today. A.J. Olette coming over from the Toronto Argonauts. Of course, the powerful runner bringing the Thor hammer to Saskatchewan. He'll be here on the Green Zone uh, tomorrow. And joining us now from uh, Toronto, Ben Grant is the color analyst of the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, well, he does it all uh, in Toronto. He does uh, color. He does X's and Argos. Uh, he does uh, Three Down Nation stuff as well. And joining us here on the Green Zone, Ben, thanks for your time. Oh, no problem. Always happy to join you, Jamie. Okay, Ben, when you look at everybody was looking at, you know, who was leaving in Toronto, uh, Pickett. Olette was leaving. Offensive linemen are leaving. Now we get to see who's coming into Toronto. Oh, of course, you know, some of the coaches are leaving, specifically Corey Mace. How different are the Argos going to be looking uh, this season compared to the one that left the field in disappointment in the East final in 2023? They will look different, that's for sure, but I don't think as different as most people outside Toronto think. And the reason for that is, most of the offense is back. A.J. Olette is not, and that's, that's a big loss. There's no doubt about that. And Saskatchewan's gain. I'm sure Regina is just thrilled with what's going on uh, with A.J. Olette. He's, but everyone's going to love him there. He's, he's awesome, and he's so much fun to cheer for. But really, aside from A.J., the offense, the starting offense anyway, is pretty much intact. Cam Phillips is the only projected starter that I, that I don't have back from last season, but the entire O-line's back, Chad Kelly's back. The receiving core of Coxie, Daniels, and all the Canadians, they're back too. So that side of the ball is pretty much intact. The defense is very different. You lose Adarius Pickett, um, unconfirmed losses like Dwayne Hendricks, um, for example. Like that, that's going to be that's going to be a hit. But they also had a lot of depth players that got time last year because Toronto was able to clinch with six weeks remaining in the season. So a lot of these guys that. We'd never heard of before, like Mason Pierce from the Colorado School of Mines. He came in and he was one of the best halfbacks in the league statistically, uh, and by PFF grades as well. So it's it's not as new, I think, as most people think. But there's no question there are a lot of very familiar names that have gone on to other teams from Toronto. You watched uh, AJ Olet closely. Oh, we most yeah. of us did who follow the CFL, of course, but. For those Ryder fans who may not be watching as much Argo football as you have, what do they pick up in A.J. Olette out of the backfield? A little bit of everything. He's a very well-rounded back. He's way faster than I think most people realize. That's one thing that I think um, it probably gets overlooked in his game because you see the power stuff. He loves contact. He loves bowling people over. But you look back at, at his combine numbers, his pro day numbers from Ohio, uh, they're really good. He's really fast. He's explosive. His three cones impressive. His forties impressive. And those aren't the things that you really think about when you think of AJ Olette. He's also a really good receiver out of the backfield. And I think probably his most valuable on-field quality is pass protection. Uh, he's he's very gifted when it comes to that. And we know. Yeah, I know your listeners in Saskatchewan know how important it is to protect the quarterback. 
because that season last year might have been entirely different if you've got a quarterback standing up healthy. And um, that uh, is going to be certainly um, a comfort um, at the quarterback position this year, knowing that you've got A.J. Olette watching your back. He's going to pick up every blitz, and he's always he takes pride in his pass protection. So those are the things that I think maybe people are less familiar with. We all know how well he runs up the middle with the ball in his hands. But, yeah, fast, explosive, great change of direction, wonderful pass protection. When A.J. Olette comes over, um, how much will Argo fans, like, and I look, there's a lot of people in Saskatchewan scoff when I say Argo fans. Are there any? But there are a lot of diehards in there. He seems like he is, was a, becoming a fan favorite. He seems to already becoming one here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't take long here. We sort of forget. Like his rise was pretty sudden. We went into Toronto's Grey Cup season of 2022, sort of thinking about Andrew Harris as the lead back. Uh, remember, the AJ Olette was actually released briefly. It was only for about 24 hours, but that was sort of he was almost a bit of an afterthought. And then when Harris went down in 2022, Toronto really got to see what they had in AJ Olette, and that's where everyone fell in love with him. And last season, 2023. Just looking at the broadcast booth, we, we see all the jerseys in front of us, and it seemed like almost everybody had an A.J. Olette jersey on. And that's just how quick they were to embrace this guy. Because he's, he's a hard worker. He's an energy guy, too, and a great team leader. That's the stuff that I'm worried about Toronto replacing, because we haven't necessarily seen that from the other running backs on this roster yet. The, the ability to fire up the crowd, the ability to fire up his teammates, and, uh, yeah, you just love the way he goes about work. Every day is the same. Uh, he doesn't let anything get to his head. He doesn't, doesn't read his, his clippings. It's, it's just business. And you know, the fans here loved him for that. And like, he, like you're seeing in Saskatchewan, there's going to be those uh, green plush Thor hammers waved all over the place. He's like having a, a superhero on the field. It's so much fun to cheer for him. Ben Grant uh, joining us, uh, color analyst uh, on the radio for the Toronto Argonauts, contributor to Three Down Nation, X's and Argos, of course, as well. Uh, but the other addition, well, there's been a few from the coaching staff, but, of course, Corey Mace. What can you tell us about Corey as we get to know him here from what you uh, got to see over the last two seasons as defensive coordinator? Everybody that is kind of tied to what I guess we're now going to start calling the the Ryan Dinwiddie coaching tree uh, is highly intelligent. That was something that was clearly important to him when he started assembling his first coaching staff. And when he brought in Corey Mace, remember that Corey Mace came in almost like a in a similar way that that Ryan Dinwiddie did, where he ascended very quickly. He went from from playing to positional coaching to suddenly he's being talked about as as a potential head coach, and then he is a head coach. He's uh, extremely bright, and I, I love Coach Mace's game plans varied so much from team to team. You didn't necessarily know what you were getting. They're, they're essentially a cover four defense. You saw a lot of that, but out of it, you didn't know what, what you were going to get week to week, and he surprised a lot of quarterbacks. Some of the blitz packages are so much fun to watch under Corey Mace. That is where I think fans will really love watching the defensive side of the ball because on any given snap, even from the, the top row of the stadium, you have no idea who's coming. And if you don't know, think about how hard it is for the quarterback who's down at field level. It's so tough to see. He loves moving guys around very multiple defensively. Uh, defensive backs that kind of play every position in a way. There's so much so much movement. You don't know who's going to drop back to deep middle. It's not necessarily going to be the safety or even one of the halfbacks. Um, and, and that makes it really tough to, to read defensively. 
And then the other stuff you've seen already, how charismatic he is, what a great leader he is. When he speaks, you, you, can, you can see how fired up the players would get coming out of the locker room. You can see the intensity in his eyes and how much the players love playing for him. That was one of my biggest takeaways, too. Guys love it. At practice, in games, they were fired up to be part of Coach Mace's defense. And I think the whole team is going to find that playing for him in Saskatchewan. Finally, uh, Ben, before we let you go, two more things. Uh, what did you think of the work of the Toronto Argonauts today? A uh, lot of lot of CanCon uh, signed today by the uh, Toronto Argonauts uh, with Tunde Adelike, Fraser Sopic, Albert Awachi, Kerfella Exume, globally uh, Theadric Hansen as well coming into the BC line or to the uh, Toronto Argonauts. Yeah, these are some some nice depth ads, but really nice special teams ads too. But let's not forget how important Canadians are in roster shaping and something that. Pinball Clemens, uh, John Murphy as well, like when they came over at the end of 2019, they really cleaned house. And the, the focus seemed to be in finding new Americans, discovering new talent from this, uh, the other side of the border and getting quality Canadian players. And I think their Grey Cup run in 2022 was largely because of that Canadian talent. They weren't necessarily the guys that were getting all the headlines. They weren't necessarily the guys making the diving catches in the end zone or the sacks, but they made sure that none of their Canadians were ever, ever anything close to being weaknesses on the field. They had depth. They had quality starting Canadian talent. And when you see them pick up these guys today, you can see that that it still is, is their mantra. That's still something that they're, they're obviously going after because it's such an important part of the Canadian game. And finally, was there another move today that uh, caught Ben Grant's uh, attention a little bit more than others from around the CFL? Well, for me, actually, it was it was an Argos move that was most surprising, which was bringing in Quincy Mogger, because earlier in the day they signed Tunde Adelike, and I thought, okay, they're, they they lost to Darius Pickett. They're clearly either looking at Adelike or Royce Mechie to move into the Sam spot, and then the other will play that safety position, because both are pretty versatile defenders. And, and so I wasn't thinking at all about halfbacks or about anything else, and then suddenly Quincy Mogger, who's a, a proven safety, but also can play that fan position really nicely. Now suddenly my brain is going in, and now suddenly I, I don't feel at all comfortable with uh, knowing what it is the Argos are thinking. And now I'm starting to, starting to think about second and long packages and bringing in that extra, that 7th DB, and, and what that's going to look like. So to me, that was really exciting. But uh, maybe Winnipeg's silence, that's been sort of unusual, um, maybe went under the radar a little bit today. I don't know if they, I don't know if they signed anybody uh, today from, from other teams. They just seem to be bringing back their own guys. So that was kind of fascinating, too. Yeah, the, uh, not a lot of noise uh, coming from uh, Winnipeg. A little bit out of Edmonton, of course, getting the uh, return man, the special teams player of uh, the year, uh, Javon Leak. Uh, but uh, Calgary Stampeders were busy. Few from the BC Lions. I'm just going through the, yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie Tate's doing a live show today. They were doing that. That's an addition to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The legendary uh, reporter in Winnipeg is doing a live show, but that's about it uh, from the Bombers. But we got uh, Jamarcus Hardrick here in Saskatchewan, so uh, they're happy to steal from Winnipeg whenever they get the chance. Uh, Ben, enjoy the rest of the evening following along. Any more breaking news around CFL free agency, and we'll catch up closer to the season. You as well, and thanks for having me on, Jamie. I really appreciate it. Thank you uh, for joining us here in Saskatchewan. That is Ben Grant, color analyst of the Argos, X's and Argos uh, podcast blog, as well as a contributor of Three Down Nation. He, he, he's one of those people in Toronto.
who spreads the news. He's a great analyst, knowledgeable guy, coaches football. Great having his perspective on CFL free agency. Riders busy today. Six signings for CFL uh, free agency. A.J. Olette, the biggest name. Jermarcus Hardrick, the biggest human assigned today for the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And it was a CFL journey that started way back in 2015. It's been a lot, man, from a small town, man. Uh, I think about the journey basically in the late 1990s and the early 2000s. That's that's what I remember the most, man. Like the last last 10, 15 years, I've, li- I've lived my dream. I've been able to be a father, be a husband, play pro football, get a chance to grow. And the biggest thing from 15, I think I became a better person, better father, better husband. But that's, uh, that's a big shout-out to my wife, my kids, the coaches over there, O'Shea, uh, the sports therapist. Like, it was, it was a lot of people. It wasn't just me. And um, I know that's what the Riderville is going to be all about, just talking to J.O., talking to Coach Mueller. I'm probably messing it up. I'm from Mississippi, so I got a heavy tongue. So we're going to get through this, though. But it's going to be all love, man. That is uh, Jamarcus Hardrick. And if you remember, Belton was on yesterday, and we were talking about Jamarcus he drove through Marcus Hardrick's hometown all the time. Like they're two towns. They grew up in almost the same area. Well, they did in the same area of Mississippi. Can't wait till those two have their first chat uh, together. Get some home cooking going too. Hopefully, I get an invite. This is nine eighty CJME six fifty CKOM. Jamie and I with you here in the green zone. So, so that's Pearl Jam, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know. One of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, just a quick aside. I just need to do this. I just need to put this out there in on air so everybody's here with me and we can circle back. I'm convinced there's going to be a concert in September at Mosaic Stadium. Convinced. Riders play on the 1st. Don't play again till the 28th at home. That is a big gap. Usually big concerts September in Saskatchewan. We've seen a few. Pearl Jam just released a single. Was it yesterday they released their new single? I believe so. Album, tour. They play Boston on September 17th. I'm real, now, I think I'm getting my hopes up. Probably. They are on tour. I'm just saying. We'll see. I really hope it's Pearl Jam. Well, I hope it's Foo Fighters, to be quite honest, because remember, unfortunately, their drummer passed away and they had to cancel their shows in Saskatchewan. I am actually hope that Foo Fighters, then Pearl Jam would be next on the list. Then Taylor Swift. Jamie and I with you here on a Tuesday afternoon. It is CFL Free Agent Day. A reminder, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Just quick reminder. You're welcome, Producer Scott. That looks like a shopper's drug mark, mark uh, stop on the way home, doesn't it? Right there. Yeah. Uh, the Heart State Pizzas, Boston Pizza in Regina for the... Uh, Radiothon, Z99 Radiothon. Reminder of that tomorrow. That's on the menu item, uh, menu for the Nyes for sure. Absolutely. What? Britton Grace, uh, Green Zone uh, Rider Reporter. 
We didn't just throw Scott under the bus there. Does his wife listen to the show? Does she listen? (laughs) Oh, damn. Big fan. Sorry, bud. (laughs) (laughs) He was kidding. He was fully aware. He's got the ring right there. I see it. uh, Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty big diamond there, Scott. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, But uh, the... (laughs) It was CFL free agent day today. Riders um, were a little busy today, Britton Gray. Are are you able to wind down? Are you done all your work yet? Are you good to go? No? No. It's been that busy of a day. You're still plugging away. Uh, He's been here early. He'll be here late having you covered uh, with all the rider news, as always, is our Green Zone rider reporter, Britton Gray. But let's get into it. You were able to hear from Jermarcus Hardrick today. Winnipeg Blue Bomber offensive tackle is now a Saskatchewan rough rider. And what it, what was your impression on how hard it was to leave that in Winnipeg? That couldn't have been easy to leave a team that has gone to four straight Grey Cups to come to Saskatchewan that's missed the playoffs two straight years. I think as a person for Jamarcus Hardrick, it, it was tough because that's where his family kind of all they know, uh, his his kids and everything, and just the family atmosphere you build up there, right? That's a close team. We always talk about the culture Winnipeg has created. So I think that was tough. As the pro football player, as he said, he said he's he knows he's getting older. He's getting a little bit older in the tooth, as he put it. And so he wanted to see where his value was. And when he realized that he wasn't going to get what he thought it was in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. you, you start looking elsewhere. When you realize you're going to the market, you start reaching out. And so it was. it's about that, right? Getting your value, especially in football at any point. And that's what he did here. We know what he the reports are that the riders are going to be paying him one of the top offensive linemen in the league in terms of pay. And, and so, yeah, it was tough, but I th- family was the big thing. He talked about Corey Mason, the conversation he had with him. And even during the negotiation period, talking to some players and everyone he talked to said, Corey Mace is that kind of guy. He's a player. Michael Shea, right? Like, He's like yeah. Michael Shea family guy. First puts the players first. And you're going to love having him as a coach. So, like I said, tough leaving Winnipeg where you've been for so long, had so much success. But as a pro football player, the value dictates where you go sometimes. Exactly. It's like anything, right? Uh, you have to see where you're, you're most valued financially uh, because loyalty only t- takes you so far. And they'll cut you at any point. You know that. You know, if they want to move on, they move on. Uh, so, Hometown discounts only get you a certain distance, but for Jamarcus Hardrick, he's now getting paid top dollar. And we're starting to see at this free agency that a lot of Winnipeg players are moving because you can only pay them for so long. They only want to take a discount so long to go after a championship. They've been since 2020 when they resigned during the pandemic. That was an entire, they didn't have a lot of roster turnover 2021. They've been there for a while, and now some of these guys are going out to get their money that they think they deserve. And, hey, Winnipeg spent a lot of money on players who think they deserve it with Oliveira, Dalton Schoen. And that's just it. You see those guys get paid, yeah, and you're like, they're not taking hometown discounts. Why do I have to take a hometown discount? It's hard. In a salary cap era in all sports, it is hard to keep the band together. I've been impressed how Winnipeg has been able to do it. 
Um, some people are accusing them of some creative accounting, uh, but I don't think it's the case at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, it was about time that you'd see some players go. Uh, by the way, the NHL Player Safety Department is in, and it is, as Kevin Weeks reported, a five-game suspension for Morgan Riley for the uh, cross-check on uh, Ridley Gregg the other night against the Ottawa Senators. So, five games for Morgan Riley. Did Sheldon Keefe get fined? No, it didn't look like it. He should have uh, for his comment. No, but back to the Rough Riders. A.J. Olet <laughs> is a Saskatchewan Rough Rider. We'll get to uh, meet him tomorrow. He's having a, a news conference and doing the tour uh, tomorrow. Uh, we had Ben Grant on and just... He does everything well, runs well, catches well, blocks well. But as Ben Grant said, don't. Yes, he's a powerful back, but don't underestimate AJ Olet's speed. Yeah, you can kind of see when he's broken some runs that he is quick. He gets a lot of the the highlights when you run someone over. Right, that's a good highlight for a running back. That's what makes the the, the reels. But he's good in a lot of areas, like you mentioned, pa- pass blocking. He's quick. He's kind of a, a ver- versatile running back, which I think Justin Dunk called him earlier. He threw a touchdown pass for the Toronto Argonauts. He really can do it all. And it's going to be also that personality. I, we've heard over the years, a lot of fans don't feel like that they've been connected to the riders as they have in, in previous seasons. That, it's, that Something's just missing. He's a personality. They're going to put him out there. You can tell already they already have an autograph signing yep. with him planned. And he's going to be part of the push to be out there more, I think, in the community to kind of rebuild for people who feel like it's gone. That sense of, I know these guys that you see them at the grocery store, you can go up to them and everything. And so he he's a home run hit for a lot of reasons, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And yes, I imagine there might be a few uh, wrestling questions thrown his way from AJ Olet, who's also a wrestling guy. Add him to the list uh, here on uh, the Green Zone. The uh, WrestleMania preview show is just getting bigger and bigger. Lake <laughs> <laughs> Corte Moore was in the, uh, what, what was it, the WWE Training Center? Is that where he performance was? Performance Center. Perform- oh, performance Center. Performance Center as a part, of the, a part of their program where they identify athletes and bring them in just to give them a taste of what WWE is in case they ever decide to want to make the jump. All of a sudden, you got a tag team forming for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the wrestling world. But anyways, I We'll work on a tag team name for them. Um, We'll figure it out. (laughs) I'm sure we can figure it out. Uh, (laughs) Defensive side of the football, uh, Jameer Thurman, a linebacker, and Malik Carney, defensive end, both played in Hamilton last year. Thurman is goes back to the Calgary days with Corey Mace as a linebacker when Corey Mace was a defensive assistant there. Mark Mueller as well. Josh Bell, former teammate uh, with uh, Jameer Thurman. And then you have uh, Jalen Edwards-Cooper signing as well. Jordan Herdman-Reed. What do you think of the work on the defensive side of the ball for Corey Mace's? I, it's going to be different, I imagine, <laughs> than what we saw from Jason Shivers slash Chris Jones the last, what, seven seasons. Yeah, it, it's going to be different. And Jameer Thurman, you, you know what you're getting with him. He's one of the premier linebackers in the league. What's exciting are those other signings. Uh, Jalen Edwards-Cooper who I think was underrated last year. When you go back and actually look at the games, it's like, oh, he was very good. It was just Gary Peters was great last year. And Malik Carney, where 
The defensive line, that's where Corey Mace has kind of made a name for himself, is getting guys there to take those steps forward to become superstars. And he feels on the cusp of it. He had seven sacks two years ago, five Mm -hmm. sacks last year. That double-digit mark, I think it's something he's aiming for this year with Corey Mace. I I imagine he might get there. And then uh, outgoing Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, it was uh, later in the afternoon, reported by Three Down Nation, Justin Dunk, Jamal Morrow, uh, looks like he is heading to the Calgary Stampeders with another former teammate in Micah Tights. And also sources from Three Down Nation saying that Evan Johnson, uh, the offensive lineman, is going to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. For Evan, a local guy, didn't work out in Saskatchewan along that offensive line. Uh, you knew they were changing some things. They were looking at different... Last year, he was in a battle with Logan Furland, and if it wasn't for Philip Blake's injury, Evan Johnson might have been released last year from Saskatchewan, but now uh, he's uh, heading back out of province, going to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah, it's just a tough go here in Saskatchewan. Just never found his footing. To his credit, he, the end of last year, he was playing better. He was playing some of the better football that we had seen from him. But when this team goes out and spends the money on Jamarcus Hardrick, they have to find it somewhere. And Evan Johnson was one of the more highly paid offensive linemen. So you knew that it probably wouldn't, he wouldn't be coming back once they elected to spend that money elsewhere. And the the depth, uh, Peter Godber and then Philip Blake are the two KG vets. Logan Furland is developing. He continues to get better every single year, in my opinion. I believe the top offensive lineman the last two years, actually, in Saskatchewan. And then young Zach Fry, young Evan Florin, young Logan Bandy behind them. I imagine they might go early. There's a couple of big offensive linemen on the draft that they could pick a third overall as well to help out the Canadian depth with Evan Johnson out the door. And you can't have enough no. Canadian offensive linemen. You, Despite them only starting three, yes, maybe, just maybe, they'll start that fourth Canadian at tackle. I don't think so. Well, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we've seen it in Calgary, and that's where uh, Mark Mueller of course, is coming in as the offensive coordinator. I imagine next time we talk to Mark, that might come up. Would Any chance you're going to go for a Canadian offensive lineman? But with all the Canadian receivers, they might not have to. Uh, but there's a quick look-see at the Rough Riders Day in CFL free agency. Britain has you covered, cjme.com, ckom.com. Also, as some of our instant reaction videos, you can find uh, TikTok. Is that, did I say that right? It's TikTok? Perfect. At Green Zone SK is where you can give us a follow. Champs and Chumps next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners, big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on, you're smashing. You tried your best, and you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Ah, You're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ and one chump. The champ and chump are revolve around the same story. The chump goes to a, this is a fan podcast for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Patrick Line, of course, left the team. And they were talking about players, mental health. And one of these idiots made a remark that I'm not going to repeat. But. It was joking about suicide. Like, completely brainless comment when you're talking about men's mental health, 
players leaving the league for a time to deal with their mental health, how important it is to recognize mental health, how important it is to ask for help and get help. This sick, not weak hashtag is just that. It is It is one of those things that it is not a weakness. People say it's, man up. It's not a weakness. It's an illness. It's sickness that you need to go see people about. So they're the chump. The champ were the fans who then reacted to that. Oh, this went all over the place in Columbus. And then the fans have since, over the last 12 hours or so, have donated $10,000 to the fund Patrick Line set up to benefit men's mental health initiative. So all those fans who went, hey, let's turn this negative and these idiots into a positive, they are the champs with all that money uh, going to the fund Patrick Line set up to benefit men's mental health initiatives in the Columbus area. <laughs> 